There's a lot of people in the UK in particular who are actually praying for Deontay Wilder to lose the Luis Ortiz rematch. There was also a lot of people praying for him to lose against Dominic Brazil. Now, to those people, I would say this. Would you rather see Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury 2? Or Deontay Wilder versus Luis Ortiz 3? Which would you rather see? Because that's what you're going to get if Deontay Wilder loses to Luis Ortiz in this rematch. You're going to get Wilder Ortiz 3 right after it. Because there is almost certainly going to be the uh, standard rematch clause in the contract as it's a voluntary defense. Is that what you want to see? Him fight the old man back to back for a third time? Or would you rather see him fight Tyson Fury? Because I respect Luis Ortiz's struggle. He had a tough upbringing in Cuba, growing up in poverty, obviously went through the amateur system there, escaped Cuba, and that was a hell of an ordeal. I think he got kidnapped at one point and made it through Mexico, eventually got into the United States. He's got a young daughter that has some long-term health issue. And he struggled for years on undercards and stuff like that, boxing in obscurity before he finally got somewhat of a break later on in his career. So I respect his struggle. You know, he's, as John Fury would say, fetched up the hard way. <laughs> he was fetched up the hard way. So I respect it. But as a selfish boxing fan, as much as I respect Ortiz's story and I want him to do well for himself and his family, you know, he's had a, a real hard blue collar type upbringing as a fighter. I just don't want to see him fight Deontay Wilder three times. I want to see that. I'd rather see Deontay Wilder face Tyson Fury in a rematch. And then beyond that, who knows? Wilder against Ortiz, Wilder against AJ, Wilder against Usyk, Wilder against Hergovic, Wilder against Kalnaki. I'd rather see that than have Wilder in the ring with his old man like three times. You understand? So, again, much respect to Luis Ortiz and the struggle and the journey he's been through. But in my heart, if I'm honest, I will not be rooting for him to beat Deontay Wilder. The, in, a, in a previous video, I had said it would be nice to see, you know, Luis Ortiz versus Andy Ruiz for the Undisputed from a historical perspective, Right? because we've never seen a Cuban heavyweight and a Mexican heavyweight fight for the undisputed title. That would be cool. I'm not going to lie. That, that would be cool. And I've said how I wouldn't mind that happening in the past, but somehow I completely overlooked the fact that if Wilder loses, the chances of an undisputed fight between Ruiz and, and uh, Ortiz would be pretty slim because Wilder's almost certainly going to exercise a rematch clause unless Al Heyman can persuade him to step aside and let Ortiz and Ruiz fight each other, then Wilder would almost certainly be going straight back in there against Ortiz. So yeah, I guess you could say I'm kind of conflicted because it would be cool to see Ruiz-Ortiz, but how likely would that be with rematch clauses and whatnot? You would most likely get the free fights between Wilder and the old man. So yeah, let me know what you guys think in the comment section below. I know a lot of you don't like Wilder, and even more so, you don't like his fans. And for me, my issue is more Wilder's supporters. Not all of them, but the majority of them. Because they are so intellectually challenged. They're so just downright stupid, ignorant and foolish. That, you know, I, I end up criticizing a lot of things about Deontay Wilder, his resume, his career. Too much even for my own liking. Because it gives off the impression... One thing about fanboys, and most of these you know, wilder people, they're fanboys. A fanboy can't separate a fighter's personality from their boxing ability. So by that, I mean, when they look at a fighter and they don't like who the fighter is as a person and what he represents, they will also trash him as a fighter. They'll trash his fighting ability. This is what they tend to do. 
they can't separate the personality or what they think the fighter represents from his fighting ability. So, for example, I think Deontay Wilder is uh, a hillbilly, an unsophisticated, uncouth, unintelligent individual, right? But as a fighter, I really like him and always have done. I've been bigging up Deontay Wilder's fighting ability and his entertainment value in the ring for what, five years? Something like that? The issue I have with Wilder is the way he conducts himself as a person, the fights that he doesn't take, and the conduct of his fans. That's the issue. Not Deontay Wilder's fighting ability. I've always rated it. You know, but again, with these fanboys, and it's not just Wilder fanboys, but fanboys in general, they can't separate, most of them, they can't separate the personality or what a fighter represents from their fighting ability. They have to trash everything about them. <laughs> you know? Strange. But yeah, to the people who don't like Deontay Wilder, do you really want him to lose to Luis Ortiz, knowing what the consequences of that would be? It's literally a choice between Wilder Ortiz 3 or Wilder Fury 2. Let me know what you think in the comment section below what's happening about. Join me on Patreon. I upload a minimum of two podcasts every single week, covering a wide variety of controversial topics, as well as live stream Q&A sessions. Take a look on screen right now at some of the podcasts I've produced so far. For just $3 a month, the equivalent of about £2 a month, you get access to all my new podcasts and my entire back catalogue of past podcasts, including my popular Confessions of a Nightclub Bouncer series. You can listen on your computer or on your smartphone or tablet by downloading the Patreon app from the Google Play Store or the App Store for free. The Patreon app also allows you to download each podcast in MP3. For less than the price of a cup of coffee, you get access to dozens of hours of exclusive content. It's easy to sign up, there's no contract, and you can cancel at any time. So come and join our community of free and critical thinkers by signing up with me here on Patreon today. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV and Association for MTK Global in Las Vegas, joined by Leonard Ellaby. How are you doing, sir? What's happening? All good, all good. So, uh, yeah, it's announced a uh, while back, Wilder Ortiz on Fox pay-per-view. Big rematch. Talk to me about it, Leonard. Oh, it's a huge rematch. You got two Warriors going at it on November the, the uh, 23rd. We have an outstanding undercard. Uh, again, from top to bottom, this is going to be a great card. And again, when you get to that main event, Wilder versus Ortiz 2, man, we know how the last fight ended. And we look to pick that back up with a new improved Ortiz and a very improved Wilder. It's going to be a great match. Do you think people are overlooking the fact that Wilder has improved so much because of that devastating knockout of Dominic Brazil where people thought that would go around, Leonard? Of course he's improved. I've noticed that, again, the last five, six fights that he's improved. It's just the little subtle things that he's doing now. And he has more than the right hand. And, and again, I think that we'll be able to see those improved things come November 23rd um, because we'll have a more determined Ortiz from the, from the opening bell. Ortiz will be able to fight more with a more sense of, sense of urgency with knowing that... Um, what Deontay Wilder brings to the table because you can't have you you cannot take your eye off the target with Deontay for one split second because we know what that can mean. We know both men can hurt each other in that ring. We saw that in the first fight. Any heavyweight can do that, especially these two. Though. Yes, especially these two. Talking about the decision uh, from Deontay Wilder's point of view, when he's got that massive Mega Fury rematch lined up in February, contracts are signed, that's what we, we've heard, and he's taking a huge risk here with Luis Ortiz. Why is he taking this? Well, that's what the great ones do. That's what the great ones do. In, in boxing, to, in order to be successful at the highest level, you've got to be willing to take risk. And that's one thing I commend uh, Deontay for, is that he's a risk taker. Again, he's, he's put the honest on himself. He's betting on himself. Again, he wants 
all the top guys out there in the heavyweight division, and he and he's seeking each and every one of them one by one by one. First things first is is Ortiz. He feels as though and he wanted to give Ortiz an opportunity in the rematch because he feels as though um, he deserved that. And again, he wants to be able to give the fans a great fight. And come November 23rd, that's what you're going to get. And from Lewis's point of view, he was offered that Joshua fight on June 1st, but he's opted to take this Wilder rematch. Why do you think he's done that? Well, because this is a better opportunity for him, believe it or not. No matter what the, 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 the naysayers to say, this is the better opportunity for him. Um, where there's a level playing field, you kind of read between the lines, level playing field. So, again, he has the opportunity come November 23rd to upset the apple cart, you know, um, and all he has to do is figure out a way to go out there and get a win. And it's, it, it's not going to be easy at all, but at least he's in, he's in what we call the, he's in the honey pot. You know, he has, a, he has a chance to get the money, to get the bag. All he has to do is go out there and, again, defeat, find some, some way to defeat Deontay Wilder. Well, we all look forward to it. Moving on to Errol Spence, how is he? Is there any updates? No updates. Um, when he has an update, he'll make an announcement. In terms of his health, though? No, no updates. Okay. No, he's doing fine, though. Okay. Mm. You announced uh, Tank is back in Atlanta. Uh, yeah, fighting Gamboa. Talk to me about that fight, Leonard. Huge, huge fight. Uh, State Farm Arena, uh, December 28th. Um, it's the Javante Davis show. You know, again. And when we speak of Javante Davis, it's a movie. It's a movie. You got to what do you mean? It's, you got the stars, the women's, and the cars. <laughs> you know, it's going to be an electrifying event. You're going to have every, you're going to have every major hip hop artist there. You're going to have several high profile actors and actresses. You're going to have a lot of uh, sports celebrities there, and you're going to have a lot of just regular fans there. It's going to be a packed, sold out event. Another Javante. Davis event. That's what, that's what we do, put on big, big events. Do you think he's the future face of boxing, Leonard? There's no doubt Javante Davis is. It, he will be the future and the face of the sport very, very soon. We know we've got that, uh, that fight against Gamboa. Let's just say he does the job, which we all expect him to. What's next for Javante? Uh, pay-per-view. 2020, it's going to be Javante Davis coming out pay-per-view party. We're going to show you how to do this pay-per-view thing. We're we gonna show you. We're we gonna show you how you build a superstar. We're gonna show you how to do that. <laughs> Who are you showing in particular? The entire world, not one person. The entire world. I think we know. I think we know a thing or two about that. Okay. Okay. How do you assess the current state of American boxing? We've got so many different platforms, networks, etc. I love it. I think it's great times to be in the sport of the boxing, um, whether it be um, PBC. Uh, ESPN or, or uh, um, the Zone. It's, it's plenty of boxing, uh, a number of platforms out there for the fans. Pick and choose what you want to see. Um, it's great, great times for the sport. Seems like there's a bit of back and forth between you and Eddie Hearn. Am I incorrect in saying that? No, there's no back and forth with me because I don't pay none of that shit no attention. I do what I do. I'm not thinking about none of that clown shit that they do over there. Not thinking one bit about it. The Zone have been in the game just over a year now. How do you think Eddie's done in the American market? He gets a fair bit of criticism uh, from some people. I really, really hadn't thought about it or to judge it, but um, it's different, and, and I think that he, if, if he's making a fair assessment, I think that he would say that it's totally different from, um, from uh, England, totally different, and I'm sure that he's found that out, that you're not coming over here taking over shit. It don't work like that. It don't work like that. Just to round off, um, any updates with Manny Pacquiao, Danny Garcia, all your welterweights in, in, in your stable? No, not at all. Um, again, there are going to be several announcements um, in late December about what's going on in 2020. And it's, it's going, we're going to get 2020 off and it's going to be popping. 2020, we're going to get off the same way we got off uh, in 19, to, off to a great start. It's going to be the same way in 2020. Leonard LB, thank you so much for talking to IFL TV. We look forward to November 23rd, a huge heavyweight rematch. So anything you want to add? Yes. Tune in tomorrow night on, show, on, on, on Showtime. Uh, we have a terrific uh, showbox card 
uh, featuring all our Mayweather uh, promotions top prospects, Xavier Martinez, uh, Richardson Hitchens, um, Kevin Newman, and Rolando Romero, just to name a few. We, and also, uh, we're going to be streaming our undercard fights. Uh, we'll have Ava Knight, we'll have Malik Warren, and also we'll have um, Dylan Price. Uh, it's going to be a terrific, terrific night of boxing from top to bottom. Uh, it's going to be a, a packed, sold-out you know, venue. I love the little Samstown venue. Um, and the fans, the fans will be on their feet from, from the opening fight. The opening fight. Again, it's going to be a great night. And this will be the biggest showbox card of the year. Top man, Leonard, thank you very much. Thank you. This is Umar Ahmed for IFL TV and Associates for MTK Global, joined by the new WBC lightweight world champion, Devin Haney. We'll come on to that in a minute, but I've just seen you spar Baby Canelo. Just a reaction to that sparring, really good work. Yeah, uh, he, he's, he's a good fighter. You know, uh, he, uh, he pushes me every training camp. I've been working with him, you know, and, and I've been ready in my fight. So, you know, uh, everything was going great. My last sparring session, and now I'm ready for the fight. Yeah. When are you traveling to LA? Uh, Monday, Monday. Okay, cool. As I said, you are the new world champion. Um, how, do, how did you find out about that? Was it a phone call, email, etc.? Yeah, I mean, I kind of knew before that, it, that before it happened that it was going to happen. So uh, I was I was actually, you know, on my way to Mexico uh, to Cancun, but I actually missed my flight. You know, uh, so uh, I, I didn't get a chance to make it. So, uh, but my team was down there, so they they already we 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 pretty much already knew. So. I'm sure you would have preferred to, to win it in the ring, though, against Lomachenko. Is that true? Of course. You know, against any world champion, I would have loved to win it in the ring. But, you know, I worked my way up. I knew that winning the interim belt, if Lomachenko was to vacate or do anything, that it would bump up. So uh, I, I had it in my mind that it could happen that way. It's nothing to do with you. It's not your fault. You are now world champion. You defend your title uh, in Los Angeles next week, and then you crack on with your career. So you set out to become world champion. You've already done it. So you must be delighted, Devin. Yeah, um, this is a dream come true. I never thought that it would happen this early, but it, it happened. You know, uh, I, I made history, the youngest, you know, lightweight world champion ever. You know, and uh, it's many more records to break. In terms of Lomachenko, uh, we expect him to fight the the winner of Comi Lopez. If he comes through that, you still want him. You still want to beat Lomachenko in the ring, don't you? I mean, of course, but I'm, I'm not really too focused on, on Lomachenko. Like I said, I wanted to win the world title. I won the world title. If he wants to unify, then we can unify. But if not, then I'm going to move up to 140. Devin, uh, I want to speak about Joseph Laws. I don't think we'd think you'd be bringing up his name in this gym to you. Uh, but you've had your back and forth on, on Twitter, etc. What have you made of it all? Uh, that guy's a comedian. Can you clarify that sparring story that he claims he got the better of you? Not true. I already said it. You know, uh, he can go on the internet and say what he want, but he's a comedian, like I said. Okay, just lastly to round this interview off, Ryan Garcia fights this Saturday on the Canelo Kovalev bill. You're both with the zone. Is that a fight you expect, let's say, in the next two or three years, Devin? Yeah, I think that that's a massive fight. You know, hopefully we can make it happen sooner than later. You know, um, a lot of fans are demanding that fight now. Of course, he can get bigger and bigger, but, you know, I want it, I want it to happen, you know, sooner than later. Devin, thanks for your time on IFL TV. Best of luck in LA next Saturday. We'll see you there. Yes, sir. See you there. Good man, Devin. Thank you. This here is Rob Turbot for Boxing Social in association with Betfred. Delighted to be joined by Mayweather Promotion CEO Leonard Ellaby. What's happening? I'm good, how are you? Great, great. Dressed down today, not used to seeing yeah, you outside yeah, of a suit. Just coming from the gym. Obviously we're here today for the Luis Ortiz open workout for the media, um, ahead of his bout, his rematch with Deontay Wilder on the 23rd of November. Talk to me about the fight, Leonard. It's a great fight. Uh, you got two warriors in a rematch. Um, it's a fight that Deontay asked for. Um, and he asked for it for a reason. Um, and that's one of the reasons I, I would like to commend Deontay um, 
doing the the unthinkable. You know, Luis Ortiz is not a guy that any of the other heavyweights are raising a hand to fight. We know that Joshua, you know, wanted to fight him. With the exception of Joshua, there's no other heavyweights out there who've been actively wanting to fight him. And for obvious reasons, because he's a tough out for anyone. Um, I think in this fight, the difference in this fight, this is why it will be an even better fight than the first fight, is because of Ortiz's conditioning. Um, in this fight, he's retained um, uh, strength and conditioning coach, uh, guru, uh, Larry Wade. Um, I think he's the best in the biz um, from his work that he's done with Porter, Plant, Badu Jack, just to name a few, all world champions. Um, it's going to be a great fight, great fight. We know that Ortiz will be in the best shape of his life. And, and again, Deontay Wilder, again, we know that you, can't, you cannot for one second take your eye off the prize, have a lapse in um, anything you're doing when you're fighting Deontay Wilder because it's lights out. Obviously, a lot of the talk has been about Deontay Wilder versus Tyson Fury in February is the rumored date. What does it say about Deontay Wilder that he's willing to take arguably the toughest fight out there outside the champions when he's got that multi-million dollar rematch in the horizon? Again, that's why I personally have the utmost respect for, for Deontay. Um, because, again, who does that? You, you know, he, he wants all the smoke. He wants, all the, he wants the biggest fights that are out there in boxing. And what I like about him is that he's betting on himself. Reminds me of another guy that I know, Floyd Mayweather. And so anytime you, you, you put the honest on yourself and you're betting on yourself, the pressure's all on yourself, that's what it's all about. And I think the fans are the winners when it comes to that. Is this a more difficult fight for Deontay Wilder than Tyson Fury? I think it's a very difficult fight. It's a very dangerous fight. Um, because, again, he's been in there with him and he knows what he brings to the table. But there will be a better version of Ortiz than it was in the last fight. That's why it's going to be a great fight. Moving away from November the 23rd, just want to touch on a few things Mayweather promotions uh, related. Javante Davis been making a bit of noise on social media lately, as he likes to do. Been calling out Josh Taylor, the recently unified 140-pound champion. Talk to me about that. Is that a realistic fight? Uh, Javante Davis can do anything he wants to do, and we back him 100. If, if, that's what, if that's the fight that he wants to do, we backing him 100%. Um, first things first, though. Gamboa. Huge fight. Uh, first big fight in Atlanta in a long, long time. Thank you. Very excited. Um, the, the entire state of Georgia, we put them on notice, and it's going to be a huge, huge event. It's going to be a packed, sold-out event, star-studded event. And again, from top to bottom, it's going to be an outstanding card. Bottle Jack uh, taking on um, WBA champ and uh, Gene Pascal. That's going to be a great fight also. Um, we know Pascal, what he brings to the table with being a veteran. He never takes a step back, and he brings the action. And that's, that's the kind of fight that Badu is looking forward to. Um, and that's going to be a war. Same with Javante. Um, we're going to see him at lightweight now after having years of being tight at the weight. I won't say struggling at the weight, but being tight at the weight down at 130. What will that extra five pounds give Javante? Um, again, it's a, when, when, when you're the man... You have options, and, and that's what Javante is, is utilizing, options. Um, he wants to be champ at 135. He's been champ at 130. He'll be champ at 140. Again, the sky's the limit when you're young, um, and, you, and you want the big fights. You want the big fights. Um, again, he's 24 years old, and the sky's the limit. And, and, and again, I said it, and I'm going to keep on saying it. He's going to be the biggest star in this entire sport very, very soon. I suppose to Devin Haney yesterday, the recently upgraded WBC lightweight champion. Before I talk about what he said, what do you make of that, him being elevated to WBC champion, having only just won the interim belt? I have no problems with, with uh, the WBC uh, making him the, the, uh, the champion, um, and they, uh, they made uh, Lomacheco the, uh, what do they call it, the franchise, franchise champion. That's, I have no problems with that. It has nothing to do with me. I think uh, Haney's a terrific, terrific young fighter and um, he's going to have a great career. You spoke about a willingness to face Javante Davis at 135 pounds. How big a fight could that be? Um, Javante, I'm confident that Javante Davis can beat any of these guys that are out there. 
him and any of these other 35 pounders. Uh, they're all terrific fighters, but my guy is the man. Just final one for me. Obviously, you can hear by my accent. I'm from the UK. Um, somebody else from the UK who you seem to be having a, a pro prolonged back and forth with is Eddie Hearn. Where did that start? Where did that come from? Explain your relationship with Eddie. Uh, there's no relationship. Again, I, I speak my mind and always going to speak my mind. I don't do the back and forth thing and wish him and his, his company and his team the best of luck with everything like I always do with anybody else. How would you assess his foray into the American market so far? Um, he's a good promoter. That's about it. He's a good promoter, just like a lot of other good promoters out there. Okay. Well, Leonard Ellaby, appreciate your time. Thanks very much for speaking to Boxing Social. Look forward to catching up with you soon. Thank you very much. Kugan Cassius IFL TV, MTK Global in Saudi Arabia here for the Crown Jewel WWE making his debut tonight, Sugar Shane Fury! Yes, how will you do it? You okay? Would you do tag team? You and Tyson? No. No? No. Does it interest you? No. What if he's getting paid a lot of money? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> How's it been here in Saudi Arabia? I'm assuming this has been your first time here, Shane? First time here, uh, I heard a lot of shit um, before I come here. A little bit worried, to be honest, coming off the plane, didn't know what to expect. But um, what I've seen of it is all rubbish. Listen, lovely people, uh, and I've, I've never felt I've never felt in danger once or anything. I've been everywhere, so uh, I've enjoyed it. Nice, nice experience. In the last couple of days, we have kind of been around a little bit, haven't we? Obviously, we was out last night, and yeah. all the people were, were lovely, very think, kind of I welcoming. Think uh, I, think they're, they're, I think they're very friendly. I, I think it's a, I think it's time for a change, isn't it? You know, they've got the morals and the religion and so on, but uh, they're actually they're actually losing a lot of money by not having a tourist, having a chat to a few people. They, they want to make it like uh, Dubai in the next few years, so we've got to make changes. Mm. But with the women and all that, and not allowed to drive, and hands chopped off. Rubbish. Yeah. We went, we went, went out the other night, and there was, there was plenty of women, and it was very good. Enjoyed itself. Yeah. Not plenty of women, but you know what yeah, I mean. Of course. In, in, in family w things. Women were having pictures done with Tyson. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the stories you hear back in the UK is yeah, like leads like, you to believe yeah. you can't literally. Yeah, you wouldn't want to come here if you didn't. If, if, if you was to listen to the press, you wouldn't want to come here at all. Absolutely. So, what do you think about Tyson being in the WWE then? I think it's a. Uh, I think it's an opportunity what couldn't be missed. Um, he's, getting, he's, get, he's getting paid a lot of money for it, for a start. Um, but if he was to do it for nothing, it'd still be the, the exposure he's had by doing it. It's, uh, uh, it, it's very good. He's had millions and millions of views. It's going to be going to be very good. It's going to boost the Wilder fight up very a lot. Of course, it's a completely different audience, the WWE, and uh, it's always had a very strong fan base. So Tyson's kind of tapping into a a brand new market show. Listen, he's a, he's a character, and people people's interested. People want want to see what he does next. So it's good. Any publicity is good, but uh, this publicity, like you say, the, the WWE's got millions of fans. So if you can get a small percentage of them tune into the next fight, you, you've done your job. Um, yeah. Shane, there's also been talk over the last couple of weeks that. Uh, at some point, maybe in 2020, that your brother will enter the UFC, um, possibly under the guidance of Conor McGregor. What, what do you make of all that? Uh, listen, I don't think it's going to be any time soon. Um, boxing has put him where he is. Uh, without the boxing, there'd have been no wrestling, no office of the WB, whatever it is. The WWE. Fucking whatever it is. No, with everything, the music, the, the 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 TV shows everything what there is without the boxing it wouldn't exist so uh, and that's where they that's where his love is so everything else comes second fiddle it was a piece it, October was a dead time for him he was doing he wasn't he wasn't supposed to be doing much at all so it come at the right time if it would have come at a time where it would have clashed or something it wouldn't have happened but because it's never clashed now 
he, he's managed to do this, um, but boxing comes first, you know, and it's time to get serious when when he does get back into camp. There's going to be no no um, listen. He's built he's built he's built this as much as he can build it. Mm. Uh, and when it's camp time, it's going to be strict because I'm going to make sure it's strict. Yeah, I heard you say that kind of. We were talking kind of off camera yesterday, and. Uh... It's, yeah, something it's like that... he's walking down the street with 30 cameras on him thinking he's Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know. It's all right, Tyson. Tyson's main thing is all right getting him in shape and, and, and getting him strong, ready for it. But Tyson's got to train his mind. And if he don't train his mind, he can be as in as good a shape and as strong and as fit as possible. But it won't be the best performance. Tyson needs to, to get his mind on the job. And it's hard to get your mind on the job when people's blowing smoke up your ass. Uh, and, and is that what you think people do around Tyson? Yeah, there's a lot of people. Listen, he only needs the people what's around him. He needs his trainer and the people what's working with him, and 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 his brothers, basically his father. Nobody else. There's no. It's not needed, uh, and it's a serious job. So, all all the celebrity status and all that job, which is, he is a celebrity. He's he's, a, he, he's if not the biggest. One of the biggest sports stars in the world, so he gets a lot. He gets a lot of people wanting to be around him and 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 giving him faults. I don't. I don't know. But I might. I'm, I'm very uneducated, so I might come across the wrong way. But in a fight, it's very, very serious. So the last thing you want is to be walking down the town thinking you're something a celebrity. When when the bell goes, 30 celebrities can't get in the ring with you. So when when this camp starts. And it gets back into into play. Everything's serious. There's going to be no cameras. There's going to be nothing. I'm going to try and make it so it's not. Uh, and I'm a nobody. But I'm going to suggest that that there's no social media jobs. There's nothing. He lives like a caveman and trains and gets his mind on the job, so he can do it. Are you saying ahead of any potential kind of Wilder camp? Because obviously Wilder's got a fight coming up in three weeks. So after that, if Wilder comes through that pretty much Tyson will be in camp. So you're saying changes need to be made? Yeah. The l and it's very mi minor changes, but the changes, what needs to be changed, if you don't change them, you're not going to get your mind on the job. It's all it's all a big, um, it's a big act. Uh, and, it can, and it can pay dividend if you don't do it. Like I say, it's, it's quite a serious job. And when you're in there with your eye hanging off and it's a fight, you don't feel too much of a celebrity then. Mm. You know what I mean? So mm. we need to just get things right and get his mind on the job because that's the most important thing. Are you? I'm not trying to obviously put words in your mouth, but are you saying that the last couple of camps didn't go to plan, or is that what you might be suggesting, or not necessarily? No. Uh, everything. Uh, listen, I don't. I don't really know because I wasn't all the time there. But he's just. He's just over there. Wherever he's at, he's a very big name. So he's a very big name. And, and when there's listen, there's cameras there for a long time periods of time. I'm, I'm not sure, but I know it needs to be more switched on. Than what, what I've been seeing, mm. you know. So it is what it is. But we'll see. Nothing's been spoke about the next camp because it's rest. Yeah, of course. Rest time. I think what's going to happen is I think on the next camp and all, I might make these suggestions and everyone might say you're right, you're right, Shane. Well then Tyson says, fuck it, I'm not interested, I want this is the way I'm doing, if you don't like it, do one. And that's what'll happen. That's what if he says that, well there's no problem. But I think what, what we're all gonna do uh, is all sit down, whoever's involved or cares about him, and, and all sit down and put put some suggestions together because ten heads is better than one head. You know. Of course. And if they're not and the suggestions are no good, we've tried and that's it. But it, it, it all it all depends on what he wants. Let's talk about some heavyweight boxing now. Did you watch the fight between David Price and Derek Chisora? Yeah. What, what did you make of it? Uh, a good fight. Um, I think Chisora is, uh, is, a, is, a, is a proper man. I think he's a proper fighting man. Um, I think he's very good. Um, for me, he could be on the verge of a, a world title. Uh, we was on about about an hour ago that after this fight some titles might be given up um, so if, the, if, if, if for an example I don't know what is mandatory on USAC which title is USAC mandatory for? The, the WBO. WBO so if that gets vacant there's no better 
uh, man to win it by than them two, Chisora and, Chisora and uh, the other fella, so use that. So, uh, he could be, he could, uh, that could be for a world title. He's on, he's, he's doing all right because uh, a few years back he was out. He's been out 10 times, he's, he's doing very well, he can bounce back. So he's in the firing range now, so he's doing well. David Price, uh, I, uh, he's, a, he's a straight talking man, isn't he? Um, for me personally, uh, personally, the whole point, if, to be successful at boxing, my, what I call success at boxing is if you earn a few quid um, and you can get out the job without, without being brain damaged or hurt, I think that's a success. At the rate he's going, he's getting hurt, he's getting knocked out every, every uh, loss he has and he'll end up with brain damage if he don't stop. My advice to uh, David Price, which means diddledy spot, would be to never box again. Uh, and I'd also, if he don't want to go against that, I'd, I'd, I would ban him from boxing from Britain if it was the British uh, boxing fucking rules, whatever you are. The board. The board, because it ain't nice to see a man to get poleaxed out. And that's my opinion. But as a fighter, he's achieved a lot. Not everyone can be world champions. Uh, and a lot of people's got a lot of respect for him because he's a straight-talking, nice fella, isn't he? You know, mm. he don't, there's no rubbish comes out of him. What he is, he does, and that's it. And he try, he tries. He's got good heart, and, but getting knocked out and hurt all the time, people don't want to see that. People want to see good fights. But for me, I want to see good fights. But if someone's getting hurt and knocked out, uh, I don't want to see that. Obviously here, back here in Saudi Arabia uh, in December, the much anticipated rematch will take place between um, Joshua and Andy Ruiz. Obviously we were having a chat about it earlier on, but how do you see this going? Um, it's, it's a good fight, isn't it? Very interesting. There's going to be a lot of viewing figures because it's a, a very interesting fight. Um, I, I, I've been watching, I've been watching clips and I've been watching clips of the boxing and so on. I uh, could be way out. I'd love Joshua to win because that makes a super fight for Tyson and Joshua in England, wherever it's going to be. Uh, and and Ruiz is probably not that big of a, a draw, so I don't know. But I'd like Joshua to win. Um, but I'm, I'm looking at it. I've always rated Andy Ruiz. Not like I'm jumped on the bandwagon and so on. As soon as the fight was made, Tyson phoned me. He said, uh, "Obviously, we heard about it." And I'm there on phone, and I said, it, "I said it's potential banana skin because he can fight every favourite. Pick Joshua to win, but it was always potential banana skin." I'd have to go with Ruas. He's a he's a uh, he's a compact fighter. He's good he's a good fighter. Lots of experience, and we'll see. Uh, Same outcome for you again then. Same outcome, yeah. Now seeing it, the only the only way how how does Joshua win? Does he does he take it to him and go toe to toe? I don't think that's the way. Shorter man, faster hands. Um, that's definitely the way. So the next route is to box him. Now, if you're not if if if, if you're not a natural boxer, uh, slipping and sliding and moving, you know it, it's all good until you get hit or until you get out of breath. And then what do you do? You know, it's one of them. So he might be doing well halfway, but is he, can he do it for 12 rounds? Mm. Boxing and moving and getting out of the way. I, uh, I, I just think Andy Ruiz will do it. So if what you're saying does happen and Joshua doesn't come out on top on December 7th, what should Joshua do in your opinion? Well, listen, the world's at Joshua's feet, isn't it? Um, you're not going to retire when you're on top of your game. He's a young fella. Um, there's still a lot of a lot of big money fights out there. Uh, this one is. He could come out and destroy uh, Ruas, and then we'll all be eating able. This is what it is. Uh, definitely not retire. Young man. Uh, not a lot of fights, and if he loses, he's still a big draw and still massive. So, it'd be a crazy to retire. When I hear your brother Tyson says he generally wants Joshua to win that fight, 100%. But he, he means that, obviously. Yeah. 
100%. Listen, there's no, there's no, Tyson don't dislike Joshua. It's all, it's all, if you sit there with your finger in your mouth, it don't make people interested. You know, people's interested of that fight because there's been the banter between them. No doubt they've seen each somewhat, seen each, seen some, seen each other in a restaurant or something. They probably have joined each other and eat dinner with each other. But it is what it is. Tyson's got no hate for nobody. Um, but in order to build fights, it needs to, it needs to stem from somewhere. So it is what it is. All right. Well, listen. This is uh, not as long as we normally do, Shane. Because normally we do like forty minutes. Yeah. Professional. Quite professional today. Yeah, you, you are. You've been talking a lot, but you talk. You talk all right anyway. So the doors open in forty-one minutes. Hmm. Big countdown it's behind you. Big arena, isn't it? Yeah. Big arena. Good show. I'm looking forward. I to think it's gonna be good, don't you? I want to sit ringside if I can get a seat. And I uh, want to enjoy it all because I've never been to it before. I think it'd be good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it as well. Nine, all right, Shane. Well, listen, I appreciate your time. Have you got anything else? Eight, no, that's fine. Good. Yeah. All right. Well, listen. We'll, uh, we'll hopefully Tyson does the business tonight. And uh, yeah, yeah. This we'll is a sure thing. This one, definitely. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, anything can happen. Anything can happen, it's WWE, anything can happen. Someone yeah. could walk over and hit me and you have the end of a chair right now. Yeah. Could do. Highly unlikely, but... <laughs> Alright, good man. Alright, mate. Cheers, mate. Thank you. So, you know, when they start talking about it. Where did they get that number from? They got it from somewhere. Somewhere we needed to ask you. Yeah, that's why, you know. I, I, I'm trying to ask them. <laughs> they was trying to figure out. Hey, because 40 million, I get my fat ass. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to figure out where the number came from. Hey. So, in, in about three or four years, you know, maybe down the line, you know what I'm saying? Because I know it's your goal to, you know, you want to step up like Roy did and get a heavyweight, you know, a heavyweight under your belt. Now, I know it's a lot of heavyweights that you probably could beat. You saying while I fight? Yeah, what you fight? I'm chilling, man. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be the greatest broadcaster in the world. The greatest. You already greatest. The greatest co-manager in the world. The greatest father in the world, and, and, and the greatest husband, man. That, those are my, those are my goals and my focus right now. Dre, uh, you even gonna transition to uh, to other sports eventually too? Not just as far as you know, comment. Not even commenting, maybe on talk shows stuff and yeah, like first no, no, take. No. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. That's 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 my ultimate goal. You know, because I can, um, and I love sports, and I can talk more than just you know boxing, and I've done that already. But you know, you just need the opportunity. So yeah, I would I would love to do that. That's what I see for myself, and I hope it comes to fruition. And Dre, I, I got you know Canelo Kovalev coming up, man. Um, I remember talking with Virgil before your rematch, and he said, "Don't mess up the interview, man." He's not going to break down this like is, I give it. This is this is, I, this is can, him, can you put the camera on this guy. See if he gives you always trying to steal my shine on camera. He does give a good breakdown. Andre though, I, I, he did give a good breakdown, but Andre though, it, you know, I remember Verge before the rematch with Kovalev, he said, Kovalev, he, he may hit hard, but he didn't, I, I look back, he didn't have that concussive power. You know, uh, the one-punch knockout power. You know, with that said, do you think he, he, will, he can knock Canelo out with a said right sure. hand? Or, I, I, think, I mean, how hard is he hit, really? I'm not, I'm not a big fan of rating guys' power. That's not, mm -hmm. like, ever been my thing. Like, Why? Just... Is it more about how it lands, or is it? I've just never been a fan of it. Like, I'm not a fan of saying, oh, that guy hits hard. Like, he's a good hitter. He's solid. Mm -hmm. But it, it takes more than that. Like, I didn't see the big right hand against y'all. Watched the whole fight, called the fight. I didn't see it. Mm -hmm. um, saw a good jab, but I saw I saw an aging fight. Um, I saw a fighter who 
doesn't have the confidence he once had, and he's no longer the crusher. There's no knock on him. He's Kovalev, like Sergey Kovalev. There's a difference. That guy's long gone. He's been long gone. So Canelo's fighting Sergey Kovalev, still very formidable, still solid, mm -hmm. still, still dangerous, but he's not that guy anymore. Um, the first six rounds are going to be very interesting. Um, the best I think Canelo can do is, is get out of there 3-3, three, 4-2, three, even if he's, you know, won two rounds and Kovalev won four, and then step it up that last half of the fight. But Canelo's going to have to be in the, in the lion's den to get the work in that he wants to get in. But I heard Buddy McGurr say that, you know, Kovalev's going to hit to the body, but Kovalev has never hit to the body. He's not trained like that. It's not his foundation. So it's late in the game to try to teach this man to start hitting to the body. He may land some shots, but he's going to be in, 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 in range to get hit. Right. It's right. too late for that. Right. So you may be able to teach him one or two things, like, hey, stick him down there. But a, but an all-out body attack, he's going to get hit, hit more. So I've gone back and forth. I can see Canelo stopping him late. I, I, I can see it being a close fight. If I had to choose, I'm going to go with Canelo late, but, um, or maybe even a decision. But I just can't. But, but here's a concern about Canelo. I'm hearing Canelo talk a lot about bulking and building. Wrong thing to do. And he gasses a little bit. In the and, he, and he yeah. gassed at his regular weight. Mm -hmm. So I made that mistake in the first fight with Kovalev. Right? What mistake is that? Putting on too much mass oh. and thinking that I had to look the part instead of being myself. Second fight, went back to my roots. Um, I said, I'm going to look the way I look. I'm not going to worry about that. My weight's going to fall where it's going to fall. And I was a lot faster, a lot stronger. I got my spring back. So I think Canelo's making a mistake. He looks real wide. He's already a thick dude, but he looks real wide and thick. I don't think that's a good idea. So if he if he if he comes in there like that, he's probably gonna get hit more than he normally does. So I'm giving y'all a lot of back and forth, but that's how it's playing out in my head. Right. It's a lot of different things that can happen. One minute I say I can see Kovel, uh, Canelo late. Next minute I can see Canelo fading and and and, and you know. Kovalev doing better than, you know, maybe what you thought he was going to do down the stretch. Kovalev is the type of dude right now where he's going to be as good as you allow him to be. At his age, with the miles that he has on his odometer, he's going to be as good as you allow him to be. And if Canelo fades with this extra mass, plus his already fading with it at his normal weight, Kovalev may look a little bit better than we think he would down the stretch. So don't really have a prediction. If I had to pick, I'm saying Canelo late or maybe a decision, but it's a lot of things that can go you know, different ways in this fight. How, how much do you think, you know, what, what you're talking about, him diminishing a little bit is why he Canelo took the a fight? Lot. A lo right. Not a little bit. And you're saying including the power. Is yeah, like I didn't really see it in the fight with Yard. Mm -hmm. And Yard fought a good fight, but Yard wasn't doing anything to a point where I could say, okay, that's why I didn't see the power. Like Kovalev had opportunity. Buddy McGurk was calling for it. He didn't, he didn't really respond to what Buddy was call, telling him to do. And Buddy was telling him to box. But when have you ever seen uh, Kovalev go away from a guy and look feeble like that? And look, He just looked old. Mm -hmm. He looked old. And the problem with Kovalev, and I've told y'all this many, many times, he made the same mistake that all the guys that, that I fight and beat that I'm not supposed to beat make. He doesn't acknowledge what happened, so he's not going to get better. He's going to keep getting hit to the body. Has he gotten better at responding to adversity, though? No. Since the <laughs> he did a great job against Alvarez. He outboxed and, Alvarez. And Yard, he was tired against Yard. Man, he was a punch or two away from getting hit knocked out. This is true. Am I exaggerating with that? No. No, he was on that, Queer Street. He's, listen, he said if I got stopped in this fight, I would have retired. So that means he was a punch or two away from retiring, getting knocked out and retiring. That guy would have retired. Kovalev would have retired. Those are his words if he got stopped. Right there. So that means one foot's so, already out the door? Kind I'm not going to say that one foot is out the door, but I'm going to say that tells you how much he has left in the team. Right, right, right. He's a, he's a punch or two away from, from retiring. Right. And then, and then Yard happens to gas himself out, and then Kovalev wakes up, and he's as good as you allow him to be. Mm -hmm. Then all of a sudden, he woke up and got a new life. That's a known fact. If you got two tired fighters, and one fighter looks more tired than the other one, all of a sudden, you're going to get life. Kovalev got life. He's less dead than me. So it's the it's the lack of conviction. Maybe Canelo will give him that life in late rounds because you know we know he's it's possible. Oh, right. So it's a tricky fight to to give a prediction on. You can see it go a lot of ways, but if I had to pick, I'm gonna lean toward Canelo. I have zero faith in Kovalev. Do you think Canelo should get full credit for if he beats a guy like Sergey Kovalev? It's pretty much like what you said. It's kind of like on his last leg. It's a tough question because you know it, it, we, what we have to be honest. 
he's not fighting the crusher. He's fighting Sergey Kovalev. Let's be honest about that. But he's still jumping up two weight classes, right? He is still taking on a guy that, had, you know, has time. He got he got a little something left in the tank, and, and if Canelo, you know, gets reckless, he can get caught. But I just don't know. Even if Canelo gets caught, I don't know if Kovalev has what it takes to follow up. And, I just don't see that guy. I haven't seen that guy for a long time. So, so we give Canelo credit, but we have to be honest about the fact that it's a risk, but it's a calculated risk. Mm. That's a fair statement. Mm. That's not marginalizing. That's not minimizing. That's not taking nothing away from him. But we got to be honest about what's happening. It's a calculated risk. So if he can pull it off, great job. But it's a great job in lieu of everything else that he that Kovalev is bringing into the ring with a lot of baggage, man. Do you think the judges are gonna be a factor? No, like I said, I can see Canelo late, maybe. Um, Kovalev is getting up there in age, man. So get to a point where if, if it's getting that rough on him, it may not make a lot of sense to keep going. He start he'd be in the corner then man, I got 15 days. Pay my manager this, trainer that, sanction fee, bring home this. Yeah, I don't know, buddy. What you think? <laughs> I wanted to ask you. I'm not saying he gonna do that, but <laughs> stuff happens late in your career. Man, you think different. Yeah. You yeah. Think different. Dre, do you think you should have been a franchise champion? I mean, the way you you carried yourself. I mean, you never got me. I don't. I don't worry about that stuff. I mean, I, I, I just wanted to get your opinion on it. I don't really worry about that stuff. You know, I I'm, I got a blue collar mentality, and that's why I don't get too caught up when you're young you get caught up in what people say you can live a little bit and I don't, I don't trip on what people say I see people trying to take away from certain victories I see I, I, I see I see Kovalev trying to take away from the victory I see the media all work come on man I know what I accomplished I know the risk I, I took I, I know the things that were said before the big fights that I took and then what they what what, what was said after mm -hmm. it's the same thing they did to Floyd it's the same thing they did to Bernard. It's the same thing they did to Roy. I seen them do it with, with, with Crawford. Mm -hmm. Victor Postar was everything until Terrence Crawford made him look like he was less than everything. Then it was like, oh, it's just Victor Postar. It's part of the game. I don't knock anybody for it. I know what I accomplished. I don't really have to have, you know, a franchise built to be, like I know what I accomplished. It wasn't easy. The record speaks for itself, and I'm content, and I'm secure with that. And uh, I'm just excited to see guys like Shakur Stevenson, you know, Terrence Crawford, do what they do. I'm on the outside. I'm not taking no punches. I'm not delivering no punches. I'm about to go. And and, and I get to sit back, man, and I ain't got no bumps and bruises. I get to go home with my wife tonight. No ice bath. No Epsom salt bath. No, no nothing. I feel good. You watch the Niners tomorrow or the Raiders then? I'm going to watch them both. Okay. okay. <laughs>